Today on our program, we're visiting with Michaela Keenitz. Michaela is the CEO of the Boone County Hospital. And Michaela, thanks for taking time to visit with us. Thank you for having me, Jim. Now, if we could just find a CFO. Right. <laughs> no. <laughs> One of the things from the, uh, again, we got a lot of different things to talk from the recent board meeting, but we know that uh, we had mentioned last time we visited that uh, Carl Willems had accepted another position. We'll be moving on. Uh, and you did do like put the word out to, to see what was there, and, and in the end, uh, go to you went to the board and said uh, we we need to have a search. We need to have people help us here. Yeah, we decided to work with a professional search firm. Um, I think that it is a position that's hard to fill, and to find someone that has the experience that we need is going to be a challenge. So getting that help is really going to you know guide us in the right direction. And especially for our situation, again, uh, with being critical access, uh, it's always nice to try to find somebody who's got a little background in that area. Uh, and some of it dealing with Medicare, Medicaid, you got those uh, challenges keeping up with them all the time. Yeah, absolutely. And I think that, you know, even just finding someone with healthcare experience is challenging at this point. So um, really trying to hone in on, on that um, background experience and things will really help us out. Well, in the meantime, uh, he did say we're we're doing not too badly on our budget. We, folks need to remember we're in the middle of the budget year, really, for the uh, for the hospital. So, uh, actually, have done fairly well. We've had some things slow down a little bit at some of the clinics, but uh, again, I think the weather might have a little bit to do with that. Yeah, I mean, it's a little bit slower right now, but it has typically been um, kind of busy you know, earlier this year, December, January. So now that it's getting a little nicer out, we are starting to see that that slowing as flu season's ending and COVID numbers are going down and those kind of things. We're starting to see a little bit um, less busyness in those areas, but the budget is doing well and, and you know, we just continue continue on keep moving forward yeah uh, i was gonna say i know that uh, among the the other things that you guys talked about was the tax asking uh yeah. and there is going to be an increase there and you've taken a look at what's there and the services the services that we want to continue to have available yeah, we this um, this year we decided to try um, tax asking for the ambulance service. Um, we've not done that in the past, and so we went and I think we might have talked about this last time, but we went about midway um, in what we could ask for in the um, mm-hmm. ambulance kind of bucket. Uh, and you know, it's really important that we get the, that those dollars um, that help us maintain that service and maintain a fleet of ambulances that are good in good working condition and and safe and all those things and that we're able to reinvest into that service it is in one of the one of the uh, things and, and people are going to say well i know these other places this is uh, this is because this is a hospital operated service and uh, boone county was one of uh, i think uh, well one of two or there were two i think that had hospital operated services that really weren't taxing for it. you were actually using your other resources uh, to cover that service. Yeah, absolutely. We were one of two in the in the state that we could identify of hospital-operated um, ambulance services that were not tax-levying. And so, you know, in looking at that, we started, you know, identifying that we probably really need to be doing that to offset some of the expense of that service. People are going to say, but you just bought two new ones. Well, bought them a year ago at this time and got yeah. them by late last year. So if you look at, and that's just two, you still have uh, a couple of uh, ambulances that got a backup one and one that the fire department's using. They've got a lot of hours and a lot of miles on them. 
They do. And I think that, you know, we're, we're in a position where we probably need to add an additional newer one um, to get that fleet up to where it should be. And then we can look at, um, you know, what it will take to replace chassis and things like that as we move mm-hmm. forward. But we're really in a position where we need to have a replacement plan planned out years in advance. And so when we look at that, it's not something that you can just buy and then just wait for, you know, that ambulance to get 400 or 500,000 miles on it because you have to keep that fleet up to date and working condition and all that so that we don't have them in the shop and that they're not out of service. You know, it's just really important to, to have a plan for replacing those and keeping them, um, good in yep. good working condition i was going to say if you uh, do this uh, increase in your tax asking it's like in another year then the dollars are available and if you ordered if you ordered now you, you would have the dollars available about the time maybe an ambulance became available but maybe. I, I, mean, I think right now it's about a two-year wait so, well then we wouldn't be still two years out that's uh yeah. and it could be even more that's why you have to start planning in advance to get it done but that's just one of the things that uh, happened at the meeting. I know you had some adjustments in some personnel matters. I got it. I got it right away. Say, twenty-two at least. The word was by the end of February, twenty-two births. Yeah, we've had twenty-two births since the beginning of uh, January. So, in, in about six, seven weeks' time, we we delivered twenty-two babies. So it's been very busy on the OB front. So, and still, um, I know you, uh, without getting into too many of the patients the doctors are working with numbers seem to be pretty good did you hit 100 for the last calendar year you were Um, close or i mean i know you were looking at uh, uh, a pretty good increase for 23 yeah i know for this fiscal year we're on track to deliver 110 okay um, babies so by the end of july we should be around 110 and maybe a little bit more than that because sometimes we do do some deliveries that are surprises to us Mm -hmm. so well we do have uh, uh pretty good numbers going on there and i know that was one of your things uh Way back when, when you first started a little over a year ago, you said you wanted to see, again, our, our OB gynecology picking up. And yeah. your physicians have been really good about it. And you guys have continued to work on trying to uh, recruit those new moms. Yeah, absolutely. We have an OB marketing committee, and we do a lot with marketing right now. We have a um, campaign going on, Born at BCH. So if you've seen on our social media, we are sharing photos of you know some of the babies that are born and um, that's been kind of exciting to see those get out there and and so we just continue to work on ways to make sure that people know that we're here and what services we offer and then you know we recruited two new physicians that are also going to do OB and we're going to spread that care out into two additional clinics the South Clinic and the Ogden Clinic and I think that's really going to help add to those numbers. So how have we been so fortunate because I know a lot of hospitals uh, across the state, backed away from it. They started backing away. Either their physicians didn't want to do it anymore. This is, for a lot of our family practitioners, this is a big part of being a family practitioner. Yeah, I think it's been really um, important to our providers that are here to keep that service because it kind of gives you that loop closure of the care. So, you know, you can do the birth to to death, the whole lifespan of care. And I think that's a, that's a niche for us. And I think when people are looking for that, that's how we end up getting providers that, you know, really want that level of care. And there are, like you said, there are a lot of hospitals that don't have OB anymore. And so they can't necessarily get what they want out of their practice. And so, you know, it's, that's really helped us keep it. And it's helped drive it that we have providers that want to do the service. And I do know we've got that working arrangement with Van Deest. Once again, they 
aren't doing the deliveries there. So uh, again, they have uh, people that want to be continue to be in that uh, that side of that family practitioner, and they're working with our doctors on the delivery part. Yes, exactly. And you know, we we do get a lot of um, re- referrals also from the Dallas County area, mm-hmm. and so we're seeing a lot from that hospital as well, where they don't do OB. So both of those um, areas are, are working out really nicely for us here. And, and it's closer for those patients to come here and deliver. Well, a couple other things I know that came up, uh, and you still have a lot of other things that uh, you're discussing. Uh, we already mentioned the search for the CFO. That's one of them. We do have um, on our capital purchases, and fortunately, your, your new CIO was there to answer all the questions. Yeah. Uh, Evan, Evan Jurgensen got introduced to the board uh, uh, at the last meeting. And, and there are a couple of things that uh, are being done that weren't budgeted for, but uh, we definitely need those to keep, uh, keep moving forward. Uh, some with orthopedic uh, care that's going to be done. Uh, uh, I call it a small purchase. There is 70, what, $7,500 or so. And seventeen thousand and security—that's a big thing that a lot of people might not be aware of. We've got a big effort going on on security, and we do have uh, uh, a number of uh, well, let's just say a number of local entities that are all collaborating and working together here. I think you've been in on some of those meetings. Yeah, we have been spending a lot of time in this last year since I started focusing on safety and security, and you know, it's safety for patients and safety for staff and people that are coming to our building. And so um, we've been working really hard on that. And we're, we've been doing various things to our um, facility to try to make sure that it's safer and, you know, doors are locked when they should be and those kind of things. And so one of the things that we talked about yesterday was the security cameras. And so, you know, we have the ability with the new stuff that we're purchasing, we have the ability to add more cameras, to do, do various things with them. Um, you know, we just had that uh, very unfortunate incident at the Perry school system. Mm -hmm. And, you know, they use their cameras to locate the incident that was happening. And that's something that I think we're really looking at and working on. How can we collaborate with, you know, the law enforcement in our area when we need them? I think a big thing is that people need to understand, yes, we've had security here. We're just upgrading it. We're bringing it up to, well, you've had, it, it was an old system. Yeah, absolutely. We have had it and, um, you know, we had a good system in place, but it's just time to double check it and make sure that we're doing everything that we can to provide a safe environment. I know you're working with uh, local law enforcement, local fire. Again, uh, just getting together and talking about how are we handling these things? How are we going forward with it? Uh, Ambulance, uh, Mark Addy's been involved with those discussions as well. Yes, we have a workplace violence group. Mark is the leader of that. He's our um, safety officer here and and we do work with the local law enforcement and, and fire and in various groups. And we're having the Department of Homeland Security come in and march and do a walkthrough with us just to identify any other areas that we either haven't recognized or um, that, you know, they think is an area of risk for us so that we can get those things addressed. Well, a couple of quick notes. I know that at the end, uh, what, end of uh, 23 in December, uh, we did get uh, Boone County Hospital's Wound Center. Did get a little recognition there. That was uh, good to hear. Yes, they were recognized as a center of excellence from Restorix, which is our um, partner that we do the wound the wound care with. And it was really exciting for them. It means that they've met benchmarks in various areas. And, you know, we just continue to get that recognition. And I think, 
you know, I think I said this about the five-star um, rating. I think it's really important for people in our community to recognize that there's very high-quality care available right here in Boone at their local hospital. So, um, and this is just another, uh, you know, testament to that. And, and those gals in that area work so hard, and the providers and the patients, they have really good relationships with patients. And wound care is a little different because patients are repeat. Uh, they come back a time after time after time until they're healed up. And so I think it's it's very much built on relationships. And so, you know, it's a really good service. And, and I see a lot of the same people here. And I think that, you know, again, they're getting really high quality care. And so they enjoy coming here. And I know uh, we've had that uh, reputation for quite a while of having actually the people that are really good at wound care. And uh, working with Restorics and uh, getting that recognition helps as well, too. We do have a little bit of adjustment personnel-wise there because uh, we know Dr. Teal has been part of that. Dr. Erickson's going to take over as the medical director part, I believe. But uh, Dr. Teal's still going to be available to help out, at least in the interim here this summer. Yeah, he is retiring from his family practice at the end of March here, and he has agreed to stay on in the wound clinic through um, August to cover for a maternity leave that's happening in that area. So um, that's going to be really, really good. And then as soon as you know he actually officially retires later in August, then Dr. Erickson will take over mm-hmm. being the medical director. Well, we do have uh, a couple of other things I did want to ask about. I know uh, last time we mentioned uh, the... Uh, silent disco because yeah. <laughs> i had to ask you what it was uh but uh a fundraiser uh, again for project be the light and uh foundation was handling a lot of that uh looks like uh, people that were there were having a great time and uh, might do this again yeah it was really fun i think um you know a lot of us had never done it before and so you know you get a headset and you pick which channel you want to listen to there's three different channels and you can the light color changes on the headset as you change the channel so you can tell if your friends are on the same channel as you or not and it's just really fun to see there's a lot of kids there and then I think um, families and then I think later in the evening it was more the high school group but um, it sounds like the event made about $1,500 for Project Be the Light which is great um, so we should be around $7,500 now that we've fundraised so far for that and I think when we get close to 10,000 is when we're going to start looking for applicants and okay. and trying to get that money back out into the community for those folks that need it. Well, uh, being uh, involved with uh, something like that and having a lot of high school, mentioning school kids being involved, you had a group I happened to go through and see it, but at the STEM night at Ledges, uh, you had like one whole room filled with people in there. A lot of people were coming out all wrapped up in bandages. Yeah, we did have a group of our staff and from various departments in the hospital that participated in STEM night this year, and and we did STEM night last year as well, and so it's been a very positive thing for us to be able to get out in the community and interact with families and kids, and I think every time you make those touches with those, you know, members of our community, it, it just reiterates that we're here and that, you know, healthcare is, is something to think about in their future and those kind of things. And it helps them be less, um, like afraid when they're coming into the hospital or if they see the ambulance, those kind of things. So it was a really nice event to be part of. I know that, uh, one of the other things is, uh, the school was doing a professionalism day for a lot of their students, juniors, seniors. Hospital was one of the locations where they went and uh, got a chance to see, uh, see what goes on at the hospital. Yeah, we hosted around between 30 and 40 students um, earlier this week, and they did a tour of the hospital, and they did some hands-on activities um, in tech services and, I believe, in the operating room. So um, 
I think that was really good. We had three different groups. We had to kind of split them up so that they could, you know, hear and get to do the hands-on things and, and whatnot. But I think it was really good. I think for a lot of them, they, they, they keep saying, I saw this on TV. I didn't know we could do this here. Right. Yeah, exactly. Well, some of the changes that are going to be going on, uh, I did want to quickly ask about, because I know we're getting close to doing MRI. It's oh, yeah. going to be happening. Uh, folks are going to see more activity going on around the hospital on the, I'm going to say on the north end, uh, northeast corner. Let's go with that. That is going to be a, a busy place uh, as we get ready for this particular project. So if somebody drives by and wonders what's going on, we are in the process of, uh, well, you got to start, you continue providing the service, but uh, we're going to get a new MRI. Yeah, we're getting a new one, and the truck came this week. So there is a temporary MRI sitting outside of our building. Um, and then, you know, it's a whole construction project to get a new MRI put in. So um, it'll be about a three-month process, and the new, the brand-new MRI and the whole project should be done, and, and the service should be opened up at the beginning of June. So we're really excited about that project. I knew it was coming up fast. I drove by, and I said, I've seen that truck before. <laughs> <laughs> the last time we did this, and uh, once again, it's, uh, it is something, yeah, we can continue that service and keep uh, going forward with it. I was going to ask about a couple other things. I know you were looking at some specialty opportunities. Uh, Dr. Christensen uh, started doing a few more cataract surgeries. Yeah, he's doubled his cataract days here with us, so that's been really beneficial. I think um, that started in January and was really successful, um, and we continue to work on um, expanding our orthopedic offerings, and then trying to get urology set up. So we've made a little bit of leeway on that. Hope it, hopefully in the next month or so, we'll have a contract um, for urology services as well. Tell me a little bit about the, I know you're working on, uh, you have Tacey working on getting uh, some uh, mental health services lined up. Uh, uh, can you tell us a little bit about that, how it's going? It looks like it's going to take a few months to put everything together yet, but it uh, looks like it's it's about ready to start. Yeah, absolutely. We signed an agreement earlier, um, I think at the end of the calendar year 23, um, with ITP, and that's an organization that we have Senior Life Solutions through, and they provide us some ER mental health coverage that way, too. Um, but this agreement is to provide mental health services as, a, as an outpatient service, so through our clinics, and it'll be a telehealth service where people can either come to the clinic if they don't have you know, a smartphone or an iPad to do the visit on, or they can do the visits at home. So that will be really nice. Um, but, you know, Tacey has been working with ITP on kicking that off. And originally we thought it would be available about two days a week, but now um, we're going to expand that and offer it about three days a week. We think it's going to be very busy and we think it's going to be a great service. And so, you know, mental health is just something that's really hard to get into and it's hard to find the providers out there. So we're excited to offer this service and, and bring this um, to our communities. So uh, that's just one of many things that you guys are still working on. I know you still have a lot of facility things you're taking a look at. Uh, bricks and mortar, we still have some work that's going to be going on there. I think we got a couple of projects this spring. Uh, going to have some work done on the helipad. Yeah, we keep looking at um, the various things that we need to do here with our facility. Uh, you know, we've been working on a master facility plan and trying to identify which project do we need to do, what can we afford, all those kind of things. But definitely the helipad and some of the other structural things is go are going to have to get some attention, the parking lot, um, the roof, various things are going to have to get some attention come this spring. So at the next meeting, that's something that we're going to be talking about again. Um, but, yeah, we're definitely trying to make some decisions and getting, moving getting us moving forward 
on those those plans. I was going to say our healthcare home is like any home. You got to take care of it and all the parts in there that uh, make it a home. And it's a little bit bigger than most. It is big. Yep, <laughs> that's true. And it, but it is. You're right. I mean, it is like your home, and you know we're owners of it, and so we have to make sure to take care of it and that it's available and right sized, and that patients are able to get the care that they need. A lot of things still going on, and new physicians will be coming in. I think Dr. Gordon's going to be a little bit earlier, uh, maybe mid-July instead of the beginning of August. But uh, I know we're looking to get new new, uh, new staff in. And uh, unfortunately, I hate to see our old people going, but... Uh Dr. Yeah. Teal and Dr. Logan, they've been uh, good. At, they've been big part of the healthcare. So yes, they will be very missed. They're wonderful providers. They bring a lot to our uh, medical staff group, and I think you know they're very loved by patients and, and the staff that work with them. So we're going to really miss them. Um, and you know, Dr. Teal's retirement has kind of snuck up on us. It's gotten here quicker than I had sort of anticipated it getting here. So. Um, but we wish them well, and we want them to, you know, enjoy their retirement. And we are excited about the new providers that are going to be coming in. And like you said, Dr. Gordon's going to start um, earlier in July. He's actually going to be doing one of his rotations with us starting in June. So I think a lot of patients will get to meet him. Um, he'll be working with Dr. Logan. So that will be kind of a nice transition and, and ability to hand off patients, and they can get that that uh, history from Dr. Logan. And so um, that's going to be really nice. And then we have Dr. Holmes and Dr. Hernandez starting then in uh, September and October. Busy, busy place, uh, Boone County Hospital. Uh, Michaela Keenitz, our guest, our CEO of the Boone County Hospital. Thanks for visiting with us this month. Uh, We look forward to uh, checking in again next time and see what new things are happening for you. Thank you, Jim.